Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. Of course, I am Shayna Thornton, and I am thrilled that you've opted to join us live on this Tuesday, February the 28th, 2017. It is the final Tuesday in the month of February, and it's also the final day. Welcome to a new week, and I trust you're having a phenomenal week thus far. 2017 is here and well underway, and believe it or not, we are knocking on the door of March. Now, February was one awesome month, and we will close the month out with one memorable interview with one of the world's most respected and famed historians, Dr. Henry Louis Gates. Now, he joins us tonight to discuss the great historic civilizations of Africa. We will tell you more soon, but we do want you to stay tuned in for the entire year. We have some very unique and original programming aimed to keep you informed. Now, Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton Radio Show has planned a phenomenal year of programming. And remember, we offer a quality and professional platform. We offer news, talk, and music that is aimed to keep you informed in a very timely manner. Now, this national award-winning radio talk show does aim to keep everyone informed in your household, regardless of age or generation. Now, over the past three years, we've had the amazing opportunity to be broadcasting, and that's where we have actually covered topics that range from health, law, finance, business, pop culture, music, and so much more. And we have more on deck just waiting for you. Right now, we would kindly ask that you use the hashtag LTA Radio. Use the hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, on your favorite social media outlet and let others know that you are tuned in. Now, if you are on Twitter right now, use the hashtag LTA Radio. Perhaps you're on the famous Facebook or Google+, or perhaps you're even on Pinterest. Right now, use the hashtag LTA Radio. And one primary reason is because we will know that you are tuned in as well, and we do follow back. And and why not let your family, friends, and colleagues know that you are tuned in to your very own family radio talk show that aims to deliver news that's timely. Now, let's get started on what our feature lineup will be tonight. Let's put the spotlight on the trending issues of the day. Literary scholar, journalist, and Emmy Award-winning filmmaker Dr. Henry Louis Gates kicked off his latest PBS series, Africa's Greatest Civilizations, this week. Now, millions tuned in to learn about years of history and heritage. Dr. Gates share some of the series pearls with us tonight. Stay tuned in and please encourage your youth to listen in as well. Heart disease can come in many forms 
And if you suffer from atrial fibrillation, known as AFib, and in regular heartbeat, you should know it can lead to complications such as blood clots, stroke, and even heart failure. Now, more than 2.7 million Americans have AFib, and people with the condition are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without it. Pharmacist and college professor Dr. Mo Jalow joins our program tonight to discuss compliance with medication. This conversation may impact you or someone you love. Please stay with us. And finally, when it comes to scholastic learning, have you thought of arts education? Now, research shows that integrating arts with other subjects can help raise students' achievement levels and promote growth and positive social skills, empathy, and social tolerance. Students with learning difficulties such as dyslexia, as well as audio, verbal, language, and visual deficits benefit greatly from a performing arts education. Dr. Scott Gaynor, head of the Stephen Gaynor School, a specialized school for students with learning differences, says that the theater arts in particular have shown to improve expressive and receptive language skills, as well as a comprehensive skills in reading and math skills. Please stay tuned in to learn more about this very important topic. We're putting the spotlight right now on education for your kids. So you can see what a dynamic lineup. We're going to kick the program off with an exclusive conversation again with the one and only Dr. Henry Lewis Gates. Then we're going to put the focus on AFib, a very unique heart condition we all need to know more about. And lastly, we're talking about arts education, allowing your children to reach their potential. What a very timely lineup. Again, the information may directly impact you or someone you love. These topics certainly do matter. Now, in mere seconds, we will feature our signature in the news, and that's where we highlight the trending news of the day. And trust me, it's been a very busy day, especially in politics. You know we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music. And tonight we will feature the dynamic music of the very gifted artist, Michelle Johnson. So stay with us to the end of the program, all right? And do remember that this is your radio talk show, okay? So let others know about it. Family, friends, colleagues, even your next-door neighbor in the apartment complex. Right now, use your smartphone device, text them, message them, inbox them, and let them know that LTA Radio is broadcasting now. We aim to deliver news, talk, and music. Do you want the youth in your life to be on the right financial path? Then please go and purchase my amazing, phenomenal book, Green is the Thing, Money Management for Kids. It is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. Also, please do not forget to hit me up on my social media. Go like me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tyreek Wynn fan page. Go follow me on Instagram at Tyreek Wynn underscore author. And go follow me on Twitter at Tyreek Wynn author. And Tyreek Wynn is T-Y-R-I-K-W-Y-N-N. This is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thorpe. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. 
Welcome back, everyone. Of course, with every program, I would like to thank and acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support means everything. Now, if you happen to work with a profit organization or a nonprofit organization, and you happen to know that you are looking for collaborative and innovative ways to brand your platform, certainly consider Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show, where popular award-winning program that offers quality, okay? So if you're interested or someone from the organization is, please shoot us an email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Thank you for all of the continued support. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly listeners. Thank you for everything. Your support truly means all of it. It does. You've allowed this show to grow, and we thank you so much. I've gotten the messages that you are telling family, friends, and colleagues about our programming, and each and every week we have new individuals listening in, and that's because of you. Please continue to share our great news with everyone you know. Now, it is now time for our signature in the news segment, and this is where we highlight the trending news of the day, and as you know, it's been busy. One quick housekeeping note, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 News on the Charter Network out of Georgia, and that's where we present the televised edition of In the News. Now, if you're a listener and you happen to be in Brooklyn, New York right now, and you're thinking, Shana, I'm not in Georgia, I'm not planning to travel to Georgia anytime soon, no worries. You can catch all of that online. One quick place is going to our website. The website is ltaradio.com. Visit www.ltaradio.com. And there, click on the Vimeo link, and you can see our televised segments of In the News. Very excited to be collaborating with SCBTV Channel 182 News. We continue to keep you informed. Well, everyone, it is February the 28th, 2017, the last day in the month of February. And we are set to present in the news. In the news, presidential politics. The White House did acknowledge it recently discussed media reports regarding of whether President Trump's campaign officials had any contact with Russian intelligence agents during the presidential race with the FBI. Now, reports are claiming that President Trump's chief of staff had asked the FBI to publicly knock down the story, which was ultimately rejected by agency head James Comey. Now, spokespersons for the administration are pushing back on the notion that the administration sought the help. Now, White House officials maintain that presidential campaign staffers had no contact contact with Russia. President Trump recently went to Twitter to express his dismay with the FBI. He tweeted that the FBI was unable to stop national security leakers. It was just reported that White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer checked his staffer's phones to ensure no one was leaking information. Now, in more political news, Republican lawmaker Representative Daryl Issa of California called for an independent investigation into possible contacts between President Donald Trump's associates and Russian officials during the presidential election. In a recent televised interview, the elected official offered praise for the new U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, but noted that Sessions worked on President Trump's campaign and may have had an inherent conflict of interest. In other political news, President Trump claimed members of the press ignored positive news regarding his administration. He recently tweeted that it was not reported that the national debt went down by $12 billion under his administration. A follow-up tweet expressed great optimism for the future of U.S. businesses. Now, some experts make the claim that the federal government is still operating under the budget passed before President Trump took office, which would suggest his administration had little to do with new financial news he referenced in his tweet. Now, President Trump did announce that he will not attend this year's White House Correspondents' Dinner. 
In the news, new party chief, former Labor Secretary Tom Perez, was elected chairman of the Democratic National Committee over the weekend, narrowly beating out Representative Keith Ellison of Minnesota to lead what some have said to be a divided Democratic Party, still trying to overcome the shock of President Donald Trump's victory. Perez's election was met with mixed reviews, with some in attendance chanting verbiage in support of the defeated Ellison. Perez immediately named Ellison as his deputy chairman. Party officials have vowed to focus on local and national politics. And finally, in the news, Hollywood's Biggest Night. Now, two minutes after Hollywood's musical La La Land was named Best Picture at Sunday's 89th Academy Awards, there was an unexpected dramatic ending. The winning envelope somehow got mixed up, and it was later announced that the film Moonlight had actually won Best Picture. Both production groups took the mix-up in stride. Emma Stone did win Best Actress for her role in La La Land, and Casey Affleck won Best Actor for his role in the movie Manchester by the Sea. Now, did you watch the Oscars? Let me know your film favorites by tweeting us on Twitter at S.S. Thornton. The handle for the show on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Hey, and if you happen to be a news junkie or you simply like to stay informed, join Let's Talk America Radio on Twitter as well. We share breaking news stories 24 hours a day, okay? We aim to keep you up to date on the latest news. Join us, and we're also on other social media outlets, such as Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it, we're on it. All right, everyone, in mere seconds, the one and only leading scholar and historian, Dr. Henry Louis Gates, joins me for an exclusive one-on-one interview. He's going to talk about the historic civilizations of Africa and how it impacts a modern world. Stay with us. I'm LaAngela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My name is Gayla. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our signature inspirational corner, and this is where we share one brief motivational statement that's intended to get you through your work week. And tonight's quote is right on time for someone. In order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. Again, in order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. Now, that's not saying that you're excited about every single experience you had because we know life can offer dynamics where there's the good, bad, and the ugly. But who you are today really is a mix of all of those things coming together. And maybe you're not at a point where you're happy or maybe you're still trying to work on yourself because, after all, we're all work in progress. That's okay. You are going to be okay. But certainly know that your experiences help make you tougher and help make you know that you can survive anything else that's coming your way. So keep your head up and your courage high, okay? Because this life is yours for the taking. Well, everyone, stay with us in mere seconds. The one and only literary scholar, award-winning filmmaker. You know him. He's all over the television and radio. Dr. Henry Louis Gates. He kicked off his latest PBS series just last night, and he's here exclusively speaking with me one-on-one about Africa civilizations. Please encourage any youth you know to listen in right now. It's not too late to hashtag LTA Radio on your favorite social media website or site outlet, rather, to let others know you are tuned in. And go ahead and send a text to your neighbor or one of your colleagues because you know they have a teenage son. Let them listen in. Information is powerful. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show, where we offer news, talk, and music. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer, Davina Williams. 
You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those issues that concern you and every single member in your household. And February is Black History Month, which is the ideal opportunity to honor the past while also highlighting the future by telling beautiful stories of the people who dare to make a difference in the lives of many. And I am so honored right now to have the one and only Dr. Henry Louis Gates, Jr. on with us. As many of you know, he, of course, is a literary scholar, journalist, and Emmy Award-winning filmmaker, and so much more. Dr. Gates, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, Shana. Thanks for having me on the program. It's especially a pleasure to be part of the AT&T's 28 Days Celebrating Black History, which I think is such a cool concept. So wow. thank you. I'm honored. Yes, and you're right. It is an honor, and it is also a really cool concept to celebrate and highlight uh, the heritage of African Americans. Now, tell me this. Why is it important that we celebrate not only past pioneers, but also future trailblazers during Black History Month? Well, because our, the achievements of our people, um, just our heroes, our heroines, but also regular African-Americans, yeah. have been denied us. They've been erased from the history books. Well, erasure implies that they were ever in the history books to be taken out. They've been denied their place in the history books. And, you know, when you think about how did you learn how to be a citizen? Let's go back to the title of your wonderful program, Let's Talk America. Okay. You learned how to be a citizen in schools, right? I remember when I went to first grade, we learned, I pledge allegiance to the flag. My country tis of thee. America the beautiful. Nobody said, this is American History Day, and no one said, this is American Citizen Day, Citizenship Day. We're going to teach you how to be an American. They just did it. And as much as I love Black History Month, Shana, I want every day to be Black History Month. And how can every day be Black History Month? When we integrate the textbook so that the curriculum reflects our black and brown faces, our male and female and trans presences our gay and straight presences. You know, the full complexity of the black experience, um, not only from the time our ancestors landed in North America, but going back to the Egyptians and and the Nubians. And I want to talk about that because I know you have a wonderful program many people are anticipating titled Africa's Great Civilizations and how appropriate to kick off during February. Uh, Tell us uh, what it took for this project to take off because it sounds amazing. Well, we do two 100,000 years. That's right, 200,000 wow. years of African history. We start with the, the birth of mitochondrial Eve, who is the mother of all human beings, the mother of all human beings. All of us are Africans. No matter if you have blonde hair and blue eyes, if okay. your family tree traces back to the African continent. And then we go to the outmigration of anatomically modern human beings, who left the continent about 50 to 80,000 years ago and populated the rest of the world. And then we go right into Egypt and its rival, the Kingdom of Cush, which, of course, we all read about in the Bible. And Cush was Egypt's southern neighbor, and they were trading partners but also rivals. And the uh, Cushite people definitely were black people. And, you know, the 25th Egyptian dynasty was the 
dynasty of the black pharaohs when they conquered Egypt and they ruled it. And Professor Charles Bonnet, just a few years ago, in I think 2003 or 2004, found statues of these seven black pharaohs, all with black features. And you can see them if you go to um, the Sudan and, and, and go to the museums. But what I wanted to do was tell that story, North Africa, South Africa, East Africa, West Africa, systematically, over from the time of, of the pyramids, really, to show that our people have been active history makers. You know that, well, I don't know about, I'm sure I'm much older than you, dear Shana, but when, <laughs> when we were in school, the image of Africans came out of Tarzan. You know, that our ancestors wow. were primitive, savage, um, heathens. That when, when we think of Africa, even today for average African-Americans, when they think of Africa, what comes to mind? Poverty and flies, coups, disease. Think of Africa okay. as cut off and isolated and static and frozen in time. But nothing could be further from the truth. I'll tell you something that will blow your mind. The third country in the world after the Jesus was crucified, the third country in the world to convert to Christianity was Ethiopia in 350 A.D. 350 A.D. That was before many of the countries of northern Europe even existed. The, the first country was Rome. The second one was Armenia. The third was Ethiopia. The emperor of Ethiopia converted in 350 A.D. I'll tell you something else that's amazing. The rich, if you go to networth.com, the richest man in the history of the world was a black man. The emperor of Mali, his name was Mansa, which means king, Mansa Musa, and he was the emperor in 1324, and he was a Muslim, a devout Muslim, and like Malcolm X did, he made the pilgrimage or the Hajj to Mecca. Yeah. And he was so rich because they controlled most of the gold that was being exported to Europe across the Sahara. Um, between 1000 and 1500 A.D., almost all the gold in Europe came from West Africa, and most of it came from um, the kingdom of Mali. And this brother had so much gold that when he went through Cairo, he was passing it out like popcorn. And it wow. devalued the gold market for almost a decade in, um, in Cairo. And they put him, they painted his portrait on a map of the world. When they were depicting Africa, there was the king of Mali holding a gold orb and a gold crown and, and um, with a gold lance. So Europeans knew uh, Africans, and Africans knew Europeans. In fact, they traded embassies, they visited each other, they had trade deals. In 1491, the King of Congo converted to Roman Catholicism and then sent his son, Enrique, to uh, Portugal to be educated, and in 1518, the Pope made him the Bishop of the Congo. You know, this is all the kind of history Amazing. that has been erased from the textbooks, and you know why? Because of slavery and then colonialism. They wanted to create an image of our ancestors as, as empty, as primitive, and so that they could justify our enslavement and economic oppression. And my duty and yours is to bring these stories back, and that's why we've made the Six Hour Series, Africa's Great Civilizations, which starts to air on PBS on Monday night. 
what an amazing uh, experience I'm sure it will be. You brought up uh, many, many great um, aspects of Africa and its histories. One of the things I find as a journalist is that people will sort of reference Africa in a sense of being one country, and we know it's a continent, but I think that's what you eloquently explained, that it's so dynamic, it's so diverse within itself, and there are lots of different countries in the continent, but a lot of times people have just sort of referred to it as that, or I know you would basically find this, that they'll say, well, you know, Egypt and Africa, almost as if they're separating the two. <laughs> yes. You know, they couldn't figure out what to do with Egypt, right? It was so great they couldn't <laughs> erase it. So they just made it part of Europe. They said, well, Egypt is an exception. It's almost like they thought that somehow Egypt was in Europe and it got chopped off and floated down to the north northeastern part of the African continent. Egypt is an African civilization, fundamentally African in every Way. And if anyone had said to the Egypt, Egyptians, you're not part of Africa, they would have laughed in your face. It was, um, it's, it was a, a part of a racist tradition that stemmed from the justification for slavery. But you're right. I, the first time I went to Africa, I was 19. And I was at Yale, uh, and I took a gap year. It was a program called Five Year BA, and I went to Tanzania, and I worked in a mission hospital because okay. I was pre-med because my mama wanted two doctors in, <laughs> in the family. <laughs> you know that. And so I went and worked in this Anglican or Episcopal hospital. I came back, ta- hanging out with the brothers, and they'd say, well, speak African to me. Say something in Africa. I go, man, you know, there's <laughs> oh, wow. 1,500 to 2,000 languages in Africa. They go, what are you talking about? Africa has um, the greatest genetic diversity of any continent in the world and the second greatest linguistic diversity. And you know how people talk about dialects? These aren't dialects. These are languages wow. that um, Africans speak all over the, the, the continent. There are over 50 countries in Africa with 5,000 years of civilization. I'll tell you something else that people don't know. Um, in, you know, our ancestors supposedly weren't scientific or technological. The first iron technology in the world was developed on the African continent in 1800 BC, even earlier than in India or the Middle East. The second earliest invention of ceramic technology, Africa, 12,000 years ago. Only China's is older. And cotton textile weaving developed in the Sudan in 5000 B.C., uh, as early as it did in India. But why don't we know any of this? Why is this information about Africa being okay. hidden? But now with this PBS series, we're never going to lose it again. And you know what else, Shana? Africans don't even know this history. We had a panel wow. uh, moderated by the great Charlene hunter Galt two nights ago at the Council on Foreign Relations to launch the series. And it was comprised of five Africans. And they were saying, one was from Nigeria, one was from Zimbabwe, one was from Ghana. They were saying, these are all sophisticated people with PhDs or MDs. They didn't even know the history of each other's country on the African continent. So this is not only for black Americans and white Americans and Asian Americans and Americans in general. This is for Africans, too. And I want to get it in the schools in the United States, in the schools of Europe, in the schools in Africa and China, India, the Arabia, so that the, these stories will never be lost again. 
world history, which is very critical and important for all of us to know. Now, you mentioned technology and how Africa certainly does have technology in its history books. How can technology today in 2017, Dr. Gates, help us find more about our lineage, right? Because you know, of course, America is very diverse, but as African Americans, in the past, it's been pretty difficult to try to uh, really trace our roots. And I know, of course, you have a very popular uh, fame show that goes into that, but how can technology assist? Well, someone on the panel yesterday, or two nights ago was saying that the biggest surprise about Africa is that more people, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but more people have mobile phones than have access to sanitation. Now, you would think that if you had a choice, you'd say, well, I want a, a clean water and a flushing toilet, right? But okay. that was harder to achieve than giving people cell phones so that people have access to mobile technology so that we have to realize and understand that we're in the 21st century and that we have to use um, every technological advancement over the last 20 years available to tell the story over and over again about our ancestors, whether that's documentaries on PBS or any other network, though only PBS is going to let a crazy black man have six hours to tell <laughs> the history of the African <laughs> continent. CBS and ABC and NBC are not going to do that, right? We have to tweet. We have to use Instagram. We have to use websites. You know, we have to figure out ways to come to the level where our students are, where the people are, the technology that they use. We can't ask them to learn in the same ways that someone like me, born in 1950, learned. Okay. Um, and so that's what I'm doing all the time, improvising with technology, which is why Donald Graham and I, about nine years ago, founded TheRoot.com, which is a very wow. popular website now, now it's owned by uh, Univision, but I'm still chairman of the, of, of the website, and that you can reach people quickly and dynamically and in, in their own way. Well, I love that. And for if someone listening in right now, perhaps they're Hispanic-American or Native-American or African-American trying to figure out their roots of saying, where can I come from, and they can't get a slot on your show, where would you, what would you suggest? <laughs> well, the, the, uh, there are many um, uh, great websites. I, I have to say in full disclosure that our uh, leading sponsor for my show, Finding Your Roots, is Ancestry.com. But we uh, test all of our guests with, uh, from three companies, FamilyTreeDNA, 23andMe.com, and Ancestry.com. And um, all, all of those are, are wonderful companies and, and, and give wonderful results. So I am forbidden from endorsing a company because of PBS's rules. <laughs> but those yeah. are the objective facts. And then my friend... Um, Rick, Kibbles, Rick, Rick Kittles has AfricanAncestry.com, which provides a more detailed analysis of one's African ancestry. Now, speaking and of the fact, tests are $99 a piece by okay. and large. All right, so fairly economical and reasonable for most Americans. You know, you brought up the term facts, and being a journalist, I, I can't let you leave without mentioning there's a lot going on in the media, as you know. And when people talk about facts, be it politics or any other subject, uh, as someone who values history, someone who's dedicated uh, pretty much, I'm going to say, all of his adult life <laughs> to history, how critical is it that our young people, middle age of all ages, understand that we need to have factual sources, of course, especially when it comes to history or any other topic? Oh, my God, yeah. It's very important because there's so many 
misrepresentations on the internet. Um, yes. One of Henry Finder was a, is a friend and editor at the New Yorker, executive editor. Okay. And he, I, he was quoted uh, a few years ago as saying, you know, you can go on the internet and prove that fi- in five different places that alligators live in the sewers in New York. The only problem is wow. alligators don't live in the sewers in New York. No. <laughs> exactly. So you need to, to go to reliable sources, you know, people who are real scholars and not um, – well, uh, what's the word, the term that we've heard a lot lately in the last month? <laughs> fake news, right? There's yes. fake history, too. And, Absolutely. Um, many of us have been, uh, uh, I think the African-American people have been tortured, our development limited by the fact that we didn't exactly get fake news in textbooks. We got fake history. And why was it fake history? Because it didn't have... Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman in it. It didn't have W.E.B. Wow. Du Bois and Mary McLeod Bethune. Okay. It didn't have the fact that there were black pharaohs. It didn't have the fact that a black queen of Nubia named Amani Renus defeated Caesar Augustus, Augustus Caesar, I'm sorry, in wow. 24 B.C. in battles um, in Egypt, captured his bust, came back to her kingdom, which is in northern Sudan, buried his bust in front of her throne so that all her people would step on his big head every time they came to see her. Now, a black one-eyed woman, a black one-eyed woman, and she's even written about in the book of Acts, you can check this, in chapter 8, when Philip meets the eunuch, who was the treasurer, the Bible says of Candace, but that is just a um, transliteration of her title, which was Kandaki, which in Meroitic means queen. She was the black queen of Nubia, of Meroe. And it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And every woman, every woman named Candace, no matter where they are, yes. derives their name from the title of this queen, Kandaki. Isn't that amazing? A black woman. That is. That is amazing information for all of us to know. Of course, February is Black History Month, but as you pointed out, celebrating and knowing the history of African Americans and others, I personally and professionally believe, is important. Before you leave us, for those listening in right now, and they're like, great information, they want their kids to be as well-informed as you, Dr. Gates, uh, what would you suggest for moms and dads listening in who, right now, there's a lot of distractions for our young people. As a mother, I certainly understand and know that. But for them to understand, they have to know their history as well. Oh, absolutely. You know what my dream is, that um, we, take our, we take a model from Jewish people who have Hebrew school. So they would send their kids to a school where they'd learn about Jewish tradition and the Hebrew language, you know, outside of the school system. I advocate taking Sunday school and organizations like Jack and Jill and making them black history school. So then in the case oh, wow. of Sunday school, or and if you're a, um, a Muslim, which is one of the world's great religions and civilizations, and one of the things I'm most proud of is that we talk about the role of Islam and Islamic civilization throughout um, um, the African continent and African history, that we would take these schools where people will learn about God and religious, religious beliefs, but incorporate black history lessons there. First of all, I don't know about you, but it would have made my Sunday school a heck of a lot more interesting. <laughs> and, and secondly, it makes it fun um, yes. so that we can, so that this becomes part of the heartbeat of the race, okay. this knowledge. Black History Month is too e- it, it's a wonderful thing, but it's too easy to dismiss because it's just 28 days. 
we have to do wonderful programs like AT&T is doing, but okay. we have to make we have to turn those 28 days into 365 days. Every day has to be Black History Month, including Saturday and Sunday, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And staying informed is key. That's our model here on Let's Talk America Radio. Before you leave us officially, where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you talked about tonight? And we're very excited about your program, of course, Great African Civilizations. Go to pbs.org. You can just click on... You'll see we're advertised there, Africa's Great Civilization, so just type in my name. I've done 15 documentaries, 16 documentaries for PBS, and um, it's all there. So click on and watch. Thank you, and an honor to have you on the program, sir, and continue to keep us aware and informed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shana, for having me on your program. Always. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Of course, here in the program, we put the spotlight on those issues that concern you and what matters more than your health. In fact, February is American Heart Month, a time to commit to a heart-healthy lifestyle and raise awareness of heart disease, the leading cause of death for men and women here in the U.S. Now, heart disease can come in many different forms, including a condition called AFib, which many of us have heard of, which affects more than 2.7 million. Americans and it can increase your risk for stroke by more than five times. And that's serious business right there. Of course, I'm no expert here on the show, but right now we are so honored to have the one and only Dr. Mo Jalo of the American Pharmacists Association. He's on with us tonight. Welcome, sir, to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. What a pleasure and an honor. Now, let's get right to it. Heart disease continues to be the number one killer. Um, you know and I know, of course, that many people uh, will focus on cancer, rightfully so. It is a fearful concept. But heart disease continues to be the number one killer. First question for you, doctor, is uh, how are we more focused perhaps on other conditions than the number one killer? I would not say we're focused on more of it. It's just that it might not get as much attention. However, equally, any of these diseases are important. And I think um, February is a good opportunity since it is American Heart Month. Is this a time that maybe we can give a little bit more attention to heart problems? Yes, which often runs uh, throughout families. Now, tell us exactly what is AFib. We hear it all the time. And what are the potential complications? Yeah. So um, think of AFib as such as like a regular heartbeat. And the problem is this irregular heartbeat can cause like blood clots, heart failure, and probably the worst of them all is stroke. Mm, Wow. So that is serious, and we've heard a lot about stroke. We've covered that here on this program with the neurologist. And stroke, of course, uh, can be very dangerous. And if people happen to survive it, as you know, doctor, often they'll have major complications. Definitely. And one of the best things we are recommending are people take uh, medications called blood thinners to help prevent them from having a stroke if they have AFib. 
I see. So blood thinners are a class of uh, medications that are, have been deemed to be very effective to reduce the risk of it? Yes. They're deemed effective and they're um, FDA approved by, uh, they're approved by the FDA to prevent the risk of having a stroke. I see. Now, I don't need to tell you this, okay? You are a pharmacist. You're a college professor. There's someone listening in right now, and perhaps they're in San Jose, California, and they're like, I hear you, but let me tell you this, pharmacist. I don't want to be on one more medication, and you know what I know. There are commercials and different uh, outlets out there on social media where they list every single bad side effect of a drug. Talk about the effectiveness of that drug class and also uh, the relatively safety of it. Oh, yeah. So, the key thing I want people to understand is the benefit of preventing a stroke is generally okay. accepted in the medical community as outweighing the risk of bleeding. Um, and unfortunately, uh, people might think, oh, well, there's that risk, but really the benefit of a stroke actually outweighs that. And okay. in most cases, what we could do is recommend things to lower your risk of bleeding and as well as increase your risk uh, or uh, decrease your risk of having a stroke. And, Dr. Jill, you described that so perfectly because I once had a physician tell me that. It was like, you know, people do talk about the side effects of drugs, and you know as well as I know being a pharmacist that most drugs have some sort of side effect, but it doesn't necessarily affect everybody the same way. But he said, just what you said, that you have to really weigh the benefit and the risk. And the risk here when it comes to stroke, and I'm going to say this, not you, but it could be death. I mean, and that's pretty serious to think about when we say, well, my sister had a problem on that medication. I don't want to be on it, Right. Exactly. I think the benefit of protecting your body as well as your brain from having a stroke actually usually outweighs the risk of bleeding. And I will say it's not like every patient's going to have bleeding. There are some patients who they take the medication, they don't yes. experience a single side effect. And there are some oh, wow. who do. So it's, okay. yeah, I think it's very relative, and it's not as if every patient's going to have a side effect. Now, we talked about those who say they don't want to be on medication, but let's talk about those patients who they'll say, I am compliant, but they don't always take the medication as prescribed, perhaps. Maybe they're not taking it every day, maybe on certain days. How can this impact their health? This can impact it pretty bad. I would say the best thing you can do is take your medication as possible because I can guarantee you if you do not take the medication, it's not going to work. And for something like this, it's very important. And for uh, AFib, it's cost over like $200 billion, and I mean billions wow. to be with medication-related problems regarding people not taking the medications correctly as well as med other medication-related problems. So it's very important well, for people to take this. Yes, and talking about taking medication properly, I know one of the greatest resources, I think, in the community happens to be pharmacists, right, because you all are so educated and well-informed on the medication. In your professional opinion, what role do a pharmacist play in helping people truly understand their medications? Because after all, doctor, you're educated in medications, but a lot of us are not, so they're confused about the dosing. So how critical is it to have pharmacists in the community? Yeah, I, it's pretty critical. We are, consider us like the medication experts of the healthcare team. We yeah. know everything there is to know about medications, how they work, why they work, as well as what are the benefits and what are the potential side effects, and letting you know what's the probability of you seeing the benefit as well as seeing a side effect. And we, I think, I think people don't realize that we're there, that you don't have to worry about setting up an appointment, as well as we're yeah. probably one of the most accessible healthcare providers. Wow, and that's important to keep on hand. And, of course, having a pharmacist on the program, uh, maybe not necessarily to the degree with AFib medications, but how important is it for grandmother and mom and dad to understand when you have small children around, even toddlers or those who are a little older, to keep medications out of the reach of children? Because I, I, I really believe that can be a concern and the issue that families are overlooking. 
Yeah, it's very important to keep medications away from children, especially if they're not indicated for the children, because a lot of the medications, they've tested them in humans, but we're not really sure if they're safe in uh, children as well. So it's pretty important. So what I usually do is counsel people to keep it in a place where their child won't have access to it, meaning they can't reach and have access to it. Wow. And uh, before you leave us, going back to AFib, our original uh, conversation for this segment, is having an AFib condition, uh, can that be genetically linked? Regarding genetic link, I'm not as sure about that. Okay. Um, there are so many things that increase your risk for having AFib, and that yes. can be a potential thing, but it's more of a combination okay. of things instead of a single thing. And I know you would say as a medical professional that if people have any questions or if they do have heart disease in their family and they're in their 30s and saying, well, I feel great, there's no need to go to a doctor to get a checkup, what would be your advice on that? I would say... Those, uh, sometimes you don't really physically feel it, but you should still follow up with your physician or your family care okay. provider at least once a year just to make sure they can do a checkup. And having a gentleman on the show, I have to put you on the spot. You know and I know typically women will go to the physician probably because they're having babies, and that's one reason. Men can be sometimes a tougher case. Right now, make a quick professional plea to our men out there to go to the physician for checkups, not just when they're in pain or their back is bothering them, doctor. I, I, I completely agree. Us men, yes, even me as a man, we need to step <laughs> it up and make sure we go and see our doctors at least once a year. And, hey, know our doctors by the first name or even know our other pharmacists by the first name. Just yes that relationship there so we feel more comfortable coming to speak to each other and even not only when things are going wrong but just to prevent right. things from happening beautifully said and our men need to be healthy too that's so important where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you spoke about tonight about afib condition and also afib medication yeah, people can go to the American Heart Association website. I think they do a good job of providing patient-friendly information as yeah. well as letting people know what they can do at home as well as giving more information about AFib as well as other uh, heart diseases. Awesome. Thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. All right. Thank you. Anointed Hands Health and Wellness is a professional massage therapy clinic located just south of Atlanta in the beautiful historic downtown McDonough, Georgia. We provide relaxing therapeutic massage services in order to provide our clients with a variety of benefits, including the need and desire to reduce pain and stiffness and increase blood flow. Experienced licensed massage therapist Brittany Hong is considered one of the best in the industry. We invite you to contact our clinic and experience for yourself the benefits of natural therapeutic massage therapy. Call us at 770-380-3601 for an appointment today. Again, call us at 770-380-3601. Anointed Hands Health and Wellness in McDonough, Georgia is your haven for massage therapy. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here on the program, we feature those segments and topics that matter to you and every single member of your household. And when it comes to scholastic learning, the words science, math, and English are first to come to mind for many. But arts education? Research shows that integrating arts with other subjects can help in many ways. In fact, many students with learning differences benefit greatly from a performing arts education. Now, I'm so honored right now to have the one and only Dr. Gaynor, Dr. Excuse me, Scott Gaynor on. He's head of the Stephen Gaynor School, a specialized school for students with learning differences. Welcome to the program, Dr. Gaynor. Hello, Shana. 
Very honored to have you on. Now, we hear about different styles of learning all the time, but art education, it is a new concept for many parents listening in right now. Uh, tell us, this, what are some key signs that identify learning differences with our children? Well, learning differences can be identified as early as, as one and a half to two years old when a child's acquiring those all-important language skills. Um, and then when a child starts to learn to read a little later, if they're having any difficulty either rhyming or with sound symbol identification, and simply that is uh, understanding that each letter has a sound associated with it, those are all early indicators that a, a child could have uh, learning differences as they get older. And I know for many parents listening in, we do have those who are parents or guardians of those that are young toddlers, such as two, three, or four, and some of the older kids. But I would imagine the first ground is to speak with the teacher in the classroom who's working with that child every day and seeing if they've noticed any um, differences that may separate them from other children's learning styles. Very much so. It's, it's really important to have good communications with your teachers as your child's m moving through school. But uh, you can identify these, these issues even before a child starts uh, formal schooling. Um, okay. our, our program starts as early as age three up through age 14, and we're able to see some of these early indicators. And by providing support to a child at an early age, we're able to really move the child along on a different trajectory and not have to worry about a child losing self-esteem because they're failing in the classroom. Wow. Question of the hour, how do the performing arts help students with learning difficulties? One of my favorite questions. We see so much value of having an integrated performing arts program. Um, research has shown that it improves reading comprehension, math skills, following directions, social skills, and um, just as important is building a child's self-esteem, which is so important when a child's struggling in the classroom to have the confidence that on the yeah. stage they can be successful when they're doing something wow. that's really difficult for them. Well, now, what types of performing arts help best with audio, visual, verbal, and language skills development? Or does it vary? Is it not one uh, cookie-cutter formula for everything? You know, any, anything that gets a child on stage, whether it's a drama performance, a musical, okay. or singing in a choir, all of those incorporate so many aspects of a child's learning. We, we use a term called multi-sensory instruction, and simply all that means is using all of the child's senses to, to build learning. And the, the stage is a great opportunity to work on uh, movement, um, uh, um, uh, language skills, um, uh, following directions, all of those things. Are, so, are such an important part of that program. Well, and I'm sure you have uh, examples of success of those who um, have come in with those uh, learning uh, differences, if you will, and have really thrived, right, in terms of self-esteem and other areas of academics? Yes, we actually have a, a great PSA if you go onto our website, stephengainer.org, and there's a great video that, that features Mark Ruffalo, and he, he discusses his challenges growing up with reading and how the drama program was a safe haven for him and really got him through school and set him on a, his trajectory to a great career. Oh, I love that. And I, of course, we're on right now. It is Tuesday night on Let's Talk America Radio. We're speaking to the one and only Dr. Scott Gaynor, head of the Stephen Gaynor School. It's a specialized school for students with learning differences. And I know before you leave us, if they're saying, well, uh, they live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, Dr. Gaynor, uh, where can they perhaps find uh, someone just as passionate like you or an advocate uh, to help their kid on their way Because just because there may be some learning differences of like dyslexia or other things, that their child can still thrive and be as successful as you and many others. 
If you go to our website at stephengator.org, that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-G-A-Y-N-O-R.org, there's some great information on the early identification and treatment of children with learning differences. I, I suggest that's a great place to start. Okay, wow. And then find advocates who uh, believe in their child as well, to, even though just because there are differences, they too can get on stage and have that confidence, huh? Absolutely. And then starting with the parents, is, is the, they're their child's best advocate. I love that. Give us that website one more time for our national listeners. Uh, StephenGainer.org. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-G-A-Y-N-O-R.org. Dr. Scott Gaynor, what an honor to have you here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Shana. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. What a show tonight. Thank you for staying with us. Now, keep in mind, if you jumped in in the middle of the program or you simply want to listen to the segment again, no worries. We offer replay podcasts at your convenience, okay? Simply visit us at ltaradio.com. Again, ltaradio.com to find the various outlets out there. Or if you have an Apple phone, you can simply go to iTunes and search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. We're also out there on SoundCloud, TuneIn as well as Blog Talk Radio website itself, okay? We make it easy and convenient to listen to our very informative segments. Well, we will be back on next Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same place, same time, but new featured guests and topics. Again, Let's Talk America Radio aims to keep you informed in a very timely fashion that's convenient for your lifestyle. Well, you know we love timely news, great talk, and phenomenal music. And I'm so excited to announce that tonight's musical selection is courtesy of the one and only vocalist Michelle Johnson. She's out of Tennessee, and what a very unique voice. The name of this track is Walk With Me. Walk With Me by Michelle Johnson. All right, everyone. Let us know what you're thinking of our musical selections. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, A-D-M-I-N at ltaradio.com. And do check out the website at ltaradio.com. Cannot emphasize that enough. So you can know our upcoming featured segments, more about the team at Let's Talk America Radio, everything you need to know. We'll chat soon, okay? Again, the music of Michelle Johnson will close us out. Stay informed with Let's Talk America Radio, where we offer news, talk, and music. Let's Talk America with the host Shana Thornton Radio Show is an entity of Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com. Thank you.